Welcome to the What's Awesome Podcast for all your anime needs. We do lists, guides, reviews, and anime-related topics. From time to time, we'll even bring on a guest or two. Kick up your feet and relax. And here's your host, Batman Live 2002. Ah, uh, yes, another one of those controversial subjects. Today we will be discussing the hypersexualization of women in hentai and anime, mostly anime, frankly, because we already know what's going down with hentai. Do you have a problem with that? Thank you for listening to the What's Awesome Podcast. Let's have some fun. Yo, it's Batman Live 2002, and I'm back with another episode of Do You Have a Problem With It? And this is a segment on my podcast where I talk about the various issues. Uh, and this is mostly pertaining to hentai, but it's not really. I find that the more I do this, the more I, you know, cross between hentai and anime. But anyway, these are the issues that, you know, seem to pop up across many anime, many hentai and all that. And today, as you've heard in the intro, is the objectification of women, sexual hyper-objectification of women. And let me just, as I always do, uh premise this by saying i'm just gonna i have a neutral standpoint you don't need to know what i you know what side of the fence i stand on and don't don't cry oh man he's a feminist he's talking about sexualization in anime because of because you know and look man everything sexualizes something in today's world okay Everything is sexualized, especially when it comes to, to, to the female body. It's not just anime. Movies, comic books, games, everything does, okay? But this is the anime podcast, so we're going to talk about it in anime. How it pertains to anime, how it pertains to hentai. It's mostly, I'm not even really going to talk about hentai, but I can as well, but I'll just save it. But anyway... So, you know, this is a tried and true thing, right? This is something that is just the sexual ob objectification of the female body is just, it's been with us since the beginning, the dawn of time, okay? We look at a woman, we see, we, we see the, we see the package, all right? We see the boobies, we see the, the booty, we see, we see everything. We see the hips, we see the lips, and then we start to rate these women, right? Oh, that's a 7 out of 10. That's an 8 out of 10. That's a 9 out of 10. And women do that to men too, but let's not fool ourselves. This tends to be something that we often do towards women, at least more so in media. I don't know about the real world. I'm a man. So for me and my homies and my brothers and my cousins who are all male, it, you know, I see this happening towards uh, of being a man towards women. I don't really hang out with women, except for my wife, who I live with. <laughs> um, 
I can't tell you how often they go around rating men. But from the media standpoint of movies and, you know, uh, comic books and games, it's often the women who are sexualized. Like I said, it happens towards men. But more often than not, a sexy woman will sell will sell a movie rather than a sexy man, uh, unless you're uh, Chris Hemsworth. Anyway, so <laughs> so I I'll tell you a quick story how I was almost canceled on Twitter some months back. So I made a meme. I, I do memes, and some of them are good. Some of them are uh, many of them are really bad. <laughs> but you know I like making them, so I just keep continue to. Uh, do it anyway. So I almost got flack for making the meme that stated, and it was just a dumb joke. I didn't mean anything by it, but I should have known that this kind of meme would get me targeted by the Twitter mob. And it, what it was saying is like, ah, oh, look, you know that the anime industry is dominated by men, and because, and then I showed some big booed anime girl. It was a joke. I I didn't have any stance on that. I didn't really mean that crap. It was just a joke. But man, one person caught on to it, and then another person caught on to it, and then all of a sudden we got this mob coming, and they were hunting my head, man. They were they were ready to just just hang me from a freaking tree, man. They they were ready. The mob had the pitchforks, and they were saying I was uh, anti-feminist. You know, all this kind of bull crap or whatever it was. I, I forgot what insults they're throwing at me. They saw my little water tag. I, I put on all my memes. And they're like, oh, what's awesome with a stupid neighbor? <laughs> you know? I was like, they started doing, started getting really petty. I had, to, I had to delete the post. It was getting way too much negative attention. And I had to lie low for a little bit. Let the mob pass and then go back to my regular posting schedule. Um, and, but with every kind of joke like that, right? When you're trying to be sarcastic or... Or, or, or use satire or anything like that. There's always a little bit of truth sprinkled in there, right? I don't know how many men, like in terms of the male to female ratio in the anime uh, creator community or the industry, I should say. I don't know how many female authors there are or creators. I don't know how many male creators there are. But I will tell you that from what I've seen from going to panels at Anime Expo, from looking at the... The credits on um, a lot of the anime I watch, looking at the you know interviews online, it seems to be a lot of dudes. Uh, and I am pot like and and so when I was getting canceled, they were all like, "Well, you know, they're hentai female creators. They're they're look at this creator right here." And they were throwing me all these examples of all these women in the anime community. I was like. Y'all, you're taking this too far. I didn't mean nothing by it. It was just a joke. I was just trying to say that a man likes titties. That's that's literally the joke. That was the joke. That men like titties. And, and you know, I'm like, but look, there's a lewd female artist here. You know, I was like, look, man. But anyway, back to what I was saying. From what I've seen and from the little, uh, little research, and really not research, just from what I've seen. From the panels, I've been to dozens and dozens and dozens of panels. I've been to, um, you know, or from all the anime I watch, you look at, it's like, the author is blah, 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 or whatever. It seems to be there's a lot of men in this industry. But, of course, there's a lot of women, too. But, from what I've seen, it seems to be a lot of dudes. And as a reflection of that, 
oftentimes there is a lot of sexualization of women. And not to say that there aren't female creators who don't create, you know, hentai, right? So one, one thing you can do, I'm a little ignorant in this, is get a list. And this is how you, this is what the people on Twitter won't do. <laughs> They'll just go and counsel you without trying to get your side of the story or anything. But anyway, um, get a list and find the ratio of male to female creators in the in terms of hentai creators or animators or whatever you call them um, in that industry. Just get a list. I can't tell you how many there are, but from the evidence I've seen, from the credits I've seen, from the panels I've been to, it's almost overwhelmingly men from what I've seen. But I haven't done any in-depth research so I can see that there could be a good bit of, uh, of women in, in this industry too. But I wonder if the male-to-female ratio is greater on the side of men of like four to one or something. I, I don't know. I'm just making up numbers here, but you know, don't, you know, just look, man, <laughs> a little tangent here, but don't be like these people. Please. don't. No, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Try not to be like, uh, these people who don't listen to two sides of an argument, try to be the kind of person who sees something that happens drastically Let's say a guy gets shot by the police, right? But instead of being one of those people who just burns down the city immediately, why don't you try to get the side of the police as well? And then go burn the city down. <laughs> you know, when, when, you, when you see what happened on both sides, don't, don't, well, how about you just don't just take one person's word for it? Why don't you try and get both sides? And then, you know, be the kind of person who, um, who can reason after you get both sides because you will forever be led by the nose by people who want to manipulate you if you only take one side of an argument. Just throwing that out there. But anyway, back to what I was saying here. Um, oh, yeah, it's sexual. It's like, what was I even talking about? The sexual objectification of women in anime in the hentai. And, and right now, I'm, I'm primarily talking about anime here. And... You know, and when, I, when I'm talking about this, often comes out in the form of fan service. Lots and lots and lots and lots of fan service. And you know me. I love me some fan service. I got a whole segment on here talking about hentai. I ain't got a problem with it, frankly. So this is why the name of this series is Do You Have a Problem With It? It's just something it's like inward reflection. You just got to think about it yourself. But yes, fan service, that's typically etchy in nature. So, you know, sometimes fan service can be subtle. It doesn't always have to be two love rue status. The two love rue will always be my go-to. Like, I got to talk about etchy anime. It's going to be two love rue. Anyway, it doesn't have to be two love rue status in terms of, you know, overt sexiness or sexualization or, you know, just something that's just crazy and the characters are just being hyper sex addicts or, you know, super horny all the time type characters. But it can be subtle. It can be subtle. And this is what I've seen in a lot of anime. If it's not outward, outwardly, overtly sexual of the female body, it can be very subtle. One example, you may have noticed this if you're a fan of your My Hero Academia, Boku no Hero Academia, season five. Who knew that Froppy didn't just have a cake 
in back there. She had a whole dang bakery. They, psh, you see how many butt shots they zoomed in on season five? Every time that happened, every time they would like zoom in on one of the girls, um, you know, and it's very subtle. So don't, you know, it's not some big sex fest, right? It is very subtle, but it goes still goes to the point of, you know, the sexualization of the, and it's not hypersexualization. It's just very subtle, but it's like, why, why are you, why are you lingering? Why are you lingering right there? You know, on the backside, like at her assets back there. Y'all know what you're doing. <laughs> and they've done that many, many, many times, numerous times in season five. I don't remember the early, earlier seasons. I can't tell you how often they've done that. There is that one hero, the, the sex milf teacher who, I forget her name, but she's the one that she stretches her costume and like her skin pheromones makes you horny or some crap. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, like it knocks you out, I think. Anyway. Um, so there's her, but, uh, it seems they stepped their game up in season five. But the point I'm making is that it doesn't always have to be overt, overt sexualization or hypersexualization. Sometimes it's subtle. Oftentimes, many times it's subtle. A subtle little boob shot, subtle little panty flash, subtle little, you know, it's called fan service. Fan service is great. I think. Most of the time, not all the time. Sometimes it could be too much, like in Freezing or in Two Love Room <laughs> and several others when they just take it over, you know. But this is just something that, consider this, consider this. I want you to look at all the anime you ever watch and tell me how many anime, unless you have a very curated list. So, like, this might not work for everybody. But let's just say you watch a wide range of anime. You don't just watch wholesome anime, right? If you watch wholesome anime, this isn't going to work. But And only wholesome anime. But why don't you look at a list of all the anime you watch and tell me how many have a character that is female most of the time. And we'll talk about male characters too. Um, that is sexualized in some way. Even if the outfit is slightly, even just slightly revealing, right? And so we're using sex to sell that particular character and therefore it falls into this sexualization. And this is just something you just see in dozens. And this is coming from a guy who's watched dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of anime. If you don't believe me, go back to all the reviews I've done on this podcast. I think I'm on review number 100 something. And I have many other I've watched over the years that I, I write my reviews on paper. I've many many more dozens of reviews like i'm never gonna run out of content <laughs> because i have a backlog of reviews and then i have you know anime i'm currently watching so i'm just always gonna have many many reviews like there there would never there will never come a point unless i just stop watching anime there have been hiatuses sorry for the tangent but anyway there i have taken hiatus where it's like i'm taking a month off like i'm not watching any anime and i'll watch star trek for like a month and then i'll go back because i love star trek anyway um, but look at all the anime, you know, and consider your list and say like, yeah, yeah, they use sex to sell this character. They use sex to sell that character. They, you know, bam, you know, so on and so forth. And so the question is, do you have a problem with it? I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just asking a question. I'm making observations. This is how we as people should be. We should make observations. We should be aware. 
right? We should be aware that there's a lot of, lot of, lot of sorry, animated child pornography in hentai. Again, you don't have to be in, be into it. You don't have to defend it if someone tries to come after your, you know, your hobby of watching anime or watching hentai. But it's a reality, is it not? How many people, if you ask them, hey, uh, you know, this hentai or this character, lolly character, who's, you know, sexually portrayed, is that is this a form of animated, uh, animated child pornography? Most people won't admit to that because they're in denial. But it is what it is. It's a child, is it not? And they're having sex or acting sexual in one way or another. So it doesn't have to go as far as being pornography, but you know. How many sexualized lollies are there? You know, I've harped on this before, so I'm not going to get into that. So you got to be aware and you got to just, you know, just understand and just own up to what it is. It is what it is. I'm not saying you should stop watching hentai or anime or whatever. And if you have, and, and one of the arguments I use, I made or make is that this kind of stuff, rape and hentai, Lollies in hentai, shadas or shadas, whatever the word is, in hentai, can help to fill an urge, right, a need. If you're into that stuff, let's say you're into to rape, let's just say you're into BDSM, let's just say you're into children, right? Can't this serve as a way to meet that urge without having to go out and hurt real people? So you know, there's a use for it, I think. Or you can just take it away and let these people just run out into the streets and be offenders. So, you know, I mean, it goes both ways. But anyway. But like I was saying, you know, make your little list. Maybe if you want to, you don't have to. And just, just consider, just kind of just, or maybe in the future, just watch anime. Like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of sexualization of women in anime. Of course there is. I mean, and, and like I said, it's, this isn't just anime. It's in movies, it's in comic books, it's in games. Sex sells, and a sexy woman will definitely sell more than, in most cases, than a sexy man. Unless you're, unless you're Chris Hensworth. But anyway, so let's let's consider the bad of this. And then we're going to follow up with the potential good of it. Because I feel there's always a good and bad, if you look hard enough. I feel a lot of people, they just want to take their one side and not consider that there could be a upside to it as well. But before we get into that, let's get into our commercial break. Be right back. All right, so, like I said, we're going to look at the, the bad of this, the, the negatives of sexualization of women in anime, in hentai. So, obviously, and this goes beyond anime and hentai, porn in general, media in general, and games in general, is when you only see a woman as a sex object, or when you see a woman portrayed in this way, I should say, then you tend to only see her as a sex object. And this tends to happen to people who are just addicted to porn. Because they only see women as deep throat machines or anal busters or <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, just just they, they see women as ways to as sexual um ways to, to get off sexually. And you don't look past all that and look for personality or nothing, right? 
So you see another pair of boobs or big old booty, nice lips, nice hips, all that kind of stuff. And we start to view women as meat to be picked over until there's nothing but, you know, until they're stripped down to the white meat type of thing. And then we start doing the ratings like, man, that booty's a nine, but you know, that, that them breasts is, are only a three. Lips are a five, but hips are a ten. And this is something that tends to be baked into the, to the male psyche anyway, I think. It's men tend to look for physical attraction. So it's not, you're not going, or I should say, when you look at a woman and you just see those things, you know, you're, you're just, it's, it's, what, it's us as men. This is something that genetically or whatever the term I'm trying to go for here, we look at those things because that's just, that's just what we're attracted to. As men, don't our eyes tend to just go down to the breast? We don't mean to, right? When you're talking to a woman, you want to stare in the face. But if she has a pair of double Ds, it's kind of hard. <laughs> My wife made it uh, apparent to me that a lot of women actually look down at your junk. At your D, they they their eyes tend to fall down to the uh, to the bulge in your pants. If you if you packing some heat, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, so it goes both ways. It's it's wired in our brains. So don't think you're some evil, disgusting person. But but even though we this is no excuse to view anyone as being some sex object. Right, like when you look at a porn star or look at a hentai character, one of these big cow titty <laughs> hentai girls, all they are is a sex object. You don't see anything else but a sex object. And then we start to superimpose that sex object onto real people. And that's, you know, a negative thing is when you start to overindulge. Not saying you can't watch it. I've watched the, you know, watch <laughs> hundreds of hentai by this point in my life. Thousands, maybe. Eh, maybe close to that. I don't know. Anyway, well, too much freaking hentai. Mm. No tea today, Dr. Pepper. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's easy to start taking these, you know, sex objects, these, or, um, you know, these porn, hentai, porn stars, whatever, and then starting to superimpose them onto real life people, women, or even men, or so on and so forth. So this is this goes beyond anime. This or hentai is a, you know this societal thing. But I can hear the people coming after me saying like, "Well, not all female characters in anime are sexualized." Batman Live, you are a feminist, <laughs> a feminazi. No, I don't know. Anyway. You don't understand that there are many, many, many anime, female anime characters that have more to offer or everything they offer. They, they have a lot to offer and they have nothing sexual about them. And I agree. I agree so much that I made a list. Like Saber from Face Day Night. I'm not attracted to Saber because of her sex, her, her, her sex appeal. Even though there, I've seen plenty of Saber uh, <laughs> Rule Thirty Rule Thirty Four art. Anyway, but her character is strong and bold and courageous. That's why you like Saber. You're not attracted to her for a sex appeal outright. Anyway, 
Toru Honda from Fruits Basket. Very kind and gentle, loving. That's why you like Toru Honda. Harui Fujioka from Oran High School Host Club. She dresses, she's dressed like a dude the whole time. Zero sex appeal. But she's like very trustworthy. She's very, uh, uh, she's one of those characters that you know that when all your other friends are going to abandon you, uh, she'll be there. And she's always just outwardly spoken about how she feels. And she doesn't care who you are. Just She just cares, or she doesn't care what, what your outward appearance is, I should say. She cares about who you are on the inside. And she's being forced into slave labor in the Oran High School Host Club. And then there's Princess Mononoke. No, not really. No, no, no sex bill there. Just a, a wolf girl who hates humans because she was raised by wolves. But then she comes to learn that, you know, this is my species and I should go to live with at least some of these dicks. <laughs> and then Hinata from Naruto. We all know about Hinata. Very shy. and But she can be, you know, she, she has spurts of strength when she sees her friends or especially Naruto in trouble. So, you know, there are many characters that are female characters that are not sexualized. And we like them because uh, for other things other than, you know, their body. We, we don't think about their bodies. I know a lot of you do. <laughs> no, but, um, but these characters aren't sold by sex is my point. But on the reverse of that, you already know what's coming. I got a list of all the sexy girls. All the girls that are sold, and they, and so let's keep this in mind. These girls offer the same things that the non sexy or non sexualized girls uh, offer, but their sex appeal is what's presented outwardly. And then you got to peel that away to get to the, the personality and the, all that kind of stuff. Like Faye Valentine. People were people were mad because Faye Valentine in the live action was not as sexy as the Faye Valentine in the anime series. People were pissed. They were up in arms. Watch the new trailer for the new Cowboy Bebop. That mess looks awesome. I'm going to watch it. It looks amazing. It looks awesome. I think it looks cool. Anyway. And they made Jet Black, so... <laughs> Jet Black. Like, ah, Jet Black. No, it, you know what? Jet has always been a black man. I don't care. I don't care. He, he is, in my mind, he's always been a black dude, so. <laughs> and he's voiced by a, a black dude, so it just, it makes sense. And what's funny is that the actor for Jet, he looks just like the voice actor in my mind. I I, I went to a panel and, you know, the Cowboy Bebop voice acting crew was there. And I was like, this voice actor looks just like the actual actor in the live action anyway that's what it, it just it feels like a good casting choice regardless people were pissed that faye valentine did not have the same level of sex appeal you got my valentine from Yu-Gi-Oh. you know harpy is feather duster they, they knew what they're doing they were, her hanging her titties out like that you you, yeah, you know you know why you like my valentine after that initially and then you know you start liking her for harpy's feather duster <laughs> sorry anyway you, then yeah you from bleach she was butt naked the first time we saw her she was a black cat and then what <laughs> she transformed in front of each ago she was booty black naked i'm so ooh, 
naked black girl, <laughs> you know? So, you know, sex appeal all day. She's not, uh, and then obviously when she gets dressed, it's not as, the sex appeal isn't as prevalent, but our first introduction was full-on sex appeal. Full-on. Or is a Scarlet from Fairy Tale. I did a whole week posting on my social media about her. I don't watch Fairy Tale because I can't deal with the power of friendship bullcrap. Anyway, but uh, you see the many, many transformations of this girl. Plenty of sex appeal. She's, she's sold, I, I don't know about every outfit, but a lot of them were, you know. You know, you know it, it's it's that whole, you know, nipple tassels will create <laughs> the ultimate armor. It's, it's not that bad, but, you, you, you know. Anyway, uh, Sonata from Naruto, what, what is her number one or her two defining features? Her titties and, and, and so on and so forth. Even, I might get some flack for this one, the Major from Ghost in the Shell. Motoko Kusanagi. Wasn't one of our first introductions to that character. She was repelling in this is um in uh, standalone complex, not one of the many other adaptions or adaptations of this. Anyway, in standalone complex, wasn't one of our like our first introductions to her. She was just repelling backwards, invisible. But she was like naked, but not exactly. She has a prosthetic body, so it's but anyway. You you know where I'm going with this. So the list goes on and off for both sides of the argument. But you can't sit here and tell me as a person who's watched plenty of anime. So first of all, if you want to argue against this, first of all, you have to qualify to be part of the conversation. You have to have watched a good spread of anime. I can't tell you how many that is. But you have to have watched enough to maybe have caught on to this trend. And I think you have to have watched a good number of genres as well. Or a good, you know, a good spread of genres. Because if you just if you're just wholesome anime man, like there's a Christian group that goes out to Anime Expo every year. Love those guys. Anyway. There's a Christian group that goes anime, and they try to show the wholesomeness. Like, they recommend wholesome shows that aren't as sexual, and you know, and you really can't get away from it, which is the funny part. But there's a lot of shows that you can recommend to people. It's like, this is good, uh, and it doesn't have too much sex, and doesn't have too much nudity, doesn't have too much, you know, all this kind of stuff. But if you're Mr., you know, wholesome anime man, I don't think you can really be part of this conversation as much because you only stick to one type of anime. I'm talking about to the spread of anime, to the anime industry as a whole. And, of course, there are segments of it where women aren't sexualized. A good number of anime. I've watched a good number of rom-coms where you don't sexualize the female. But I have seen way more that do. But anyway, but yeah, you, you have to qualify the, the you know, really be part of this. But you can't tell me that, you know, women aren't hypersexualizing in this industry. They, they just are. They just are. Sex sells, man. Sex sells. As, a, as an author of Erotica on Amazon, I will never reveal the series to you. <laughs> Sex sells. Except when it comes to my personal series because I can no sales. Anyway, <laughs> that was a bad example. I'm not getting any so Anyway, whatever. Um, but yeah. And there's object, object, can't speak it, objectification of men as well, 
right? It's not just women. It's mostly women, though. Let's be honest. I mean, just... You got to sometimes pull your head out of the ground or out of your own butthole to see that, you know, it is what it is. You know, like sometimes when you make a statement and people don't like it and it's like, no, no, look, look, you know, look at all these men who are sexualized. It's like, yeah, but come on. If you see enough anime, you know, it's mostly women, mostly, not all, but a lot. So get over yourself anyway. But, you know, the, the guys from Seven Deadly Sins, right? When them shirts pop off and you see those disproportionate abs, you know, is Ab City up in this mug? The girls start swooning. Swooning. Ichigo from Bleach. That man has more shirtless fights than <laughs> I have fingers on my on both of my hands and toes. Okay? So it goes, you know, it tends to be a man with them washboard abs looking like Chris, Chris Hemsworth up in this mug. Or Bill Cosby in his prime. But anyway, but that's the bad. That's the bad. So here's the good. The potential good. I can't say there's any good from this, but I think there could be. So a sexual, you know, sexy woman um, or sexual character. It gives you features to remember. They stand out in your mind. They make you want to come back and continue watching the show. He's like, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm drawn to this very sexy lady, but hey, I'm starting to like the rest of it. I use Faye Valentine as an example, right? You're drawn to her sexual, you know, femininity, you know, the very, uh, very beautiful woman, very sexy woman, but. As you get to know her, you peel past the the little, you know, the sexy outfit she's wearing and the way she conducts herself and acts and is mostly the way she dresses and talks and stuff. She uses her feminine charms and her sexuality to hide deep hurt and sorrow. She was like frozen, right? It's... Uh, I might not get all the details correct because it's been years since I watched Bakawa Bebop. But she was like frozen. She was put on ice. And then when she came to, everything she knew in love was gone. So this woman's hurting, you know? She's trying to find a tribe, is which I think the tribe she finds is the, the Bebop crew. And this and this really comes across when Spike goes to die at the end. And she's like, I don't want you to go. And she starts firing the gun in the air. One of the most more iconic scenes. Um, anyway... In the series, like last episode. Um, but she uses her femininity to hide her hurt and sorrow. And so people can't see the real her. So oftentimes this, you know, sex can be used to draw you in. And then when you, you know, once you're drawn into the character and once you're involved in the series and all that, then you can start seeing the character for who they really are beyond just being a big-breasted bimbo, <laughs> as many of these girls tend to be on the outward appearance. So in that sense, like Faye, you... uh fan service or the sexualization of her body isn't so bad is it her like overtly sexual appearance isn't so bad because it literally goes it's part of her character it's what 
she there's a reason why she's doing it. She's not just sexy anime girl for for the sake of being sexy anime girl. And there's plenty of sexy anime girls for the sake of being sexy anime girls. But sometimes we we'll go to another character, another character who has the same last name, my Valentine, right from Yu-Gi-Oh. She uses a lot of her her sexual, you know, feminine charm to charm tool, duelists into tricking them into like duels that favor her or it like in the beginning of Yu-Gi-Oh <clears throat> she used to like do all these tricks and play she wasn't fair completely fair with the way she went about dueling and she would be like hey pretty boy why don't you come in here and duel me and then like she'll she'll put them in a false insecurity it's like ah this big titty girl ain't got nothing on me and you get confident and then she'll take all your star chips and then you're screwed <laughs> you're taking the boat back home so another character who who has their sexuality, their their um, sexual energy, perhaps uh, that sells their character. So it goes beyond just being sexy anime girl for just for the sake of being sexy anime girl. But at the end of the day, sex is always going to be part of anime. And I think one problem that people who aren't Japanese, who don't live in Japanese society, who don't understand Japanese society, is that in Japan. And I could be wrong. Again, I will always admit when I don't completely understand something. But this is how I understand it. They're more open to sexuality. They have a whole parade with a floating penis. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen that float. You know, there's kids and stuff out there. It's like, all right. I mean, hey, that, that's just how they do it. But they're more open to sexuality. At least I, I believe they are over there. They view sex differently than we do here in America and in other Western countries. So perhaps because Japan views sex in this way, this is how, uh, and that's reflected in in their anime, because the vast majority of anime is created in Japan, right? So why wouldn't cultural cues and cultural things make their way in into animation that comes from the country? So because they view sex that way, and they view women a certain way, and they view you know blah blah blah. That comes across in their anime, and it's probably not a problem over there. But it is a problem here, depending on who you are, because we have different values. So you got to consider that. It's, you know, it's not a problem to everybody, not a problem to every society. You got to consider where it's coming from. And it's coming from a place like Japan. They have different standards, and those standards are reflected in their animation. So, the question that remains to be asked, do you have a problem with the hypersexualization or objectification of women in anime and anti and I didn't really talk about hint that much, but you know, it's just I think that was self-explanatory. They're just sex objects. That's all they are. And they're meant to be sex objects cuz it's porn. So, <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> um But yeah, this is Batman Live 2002. So, you know, just think about it. Think about it. With that said, I think the next episode, I think, is going to be the hentai of the week. I got to go check. Speaking of hentai. But uh, you, you already know I said hentai. It just, it's just fascinating to me. Anyway, this is Batman Live 2002. Go look forward to other podcasts that come in the future. And I need you to do one favor. Just one answer, please. A little favor. Just one little favor for me. Just one. Just be a little favor, please. Just one. Stay with us, people. Stay 
This is awesome. Follow us awesome on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Until next time, Janet!